Welcome to Run Amok with Rex and Chuck. I'm Rex. With me is Chuck and producer Nate. This is season two, episode two. And uh, I'm looking over at you, buddy, and you're looking a little down. What's going on? Well, it's not the best day I've ever had. It's not the best week I've ever had. Mm. You know how last week I was like really excited? Yeah, we, we toasted. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I have another drink with me this time. But this one's a little different. This isn't the Diet Coke of joy no. that I had last week. This is a Corona Extra. <laughs> because this week we have a lot of extra Corona. We do. And it has killed so many things that I love. Not people. Because that's like a real thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't be talking about that on a podcast. I'd be praying about that. But remember... My love affair with the XFL that had just gotten started. Yeah. And how much I love the DC Defenders. Yeah. And the Beer Snake. Yes. It's all gone. What happened? Well, a couple of the players on the Seattle Dragons, who I've always hated, always hated the Dragons. I know. Since since the beginning of the Dragons, you yeah, hated the Dragons. hated them. Mm-hmm. They got sick. They got COVID-19. Oh. So the XFL canceled the season not like the nba which suspended the season and they're going to pick it up again later they canceled. completely canceled the whole season it's, it's not coming back this there is year. no championship there is no playoffs there is no second half of the season that is the letdown of the century so this dumb thing that i loved has been taken away from me no and that's not the only dumb thing that i love that's been taken away from me oh no News just came out today. WrestleMania canceled. Oh. My wrestling school canceled for a couple weeks. I guess suspended. Our sympathies also go out to our supervan, Georgina, for the loss of WrestleMania. Yeah. You have to understand. These are things that I love passionately. All right. I don't love a lot of things. I love my wife. I love this country. I love wrestling. I love the XFL. I love Jesus. Those are probably all the things that I love. Everything else is just okay. That's a short list. I know. You didn't you didn't mention me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll cry about that later. Yeah. I'm will. a man will, of sure. passions. <laughs> yes, you are. Right? You're a passionate so, man. I like a lot of things. I love very few things, but the things that I love, I love so intensely that mm. I could get a PhD in them. <laughs> That I could spend my entire life with them and never be bored, even yeah. for a minute. You know, you, you're coming in with a lot of loss, a heavy heart. But I got to say, I think I need to open my own drink this evening. Corona of sadness. I don't know what to do. Which is also a Corona Extra. Mm-hmm. But mine is a celebratory Corona Extra. Oh. Do you know why? Why? I don't. Because I'm an introvert, and Uh. I no longer have to be forced into large gatherings of people. In fact, I'm being told to do the opposite. And to that, (laughs) I'm going to drink to that. Well said. All right. I don't know what to do with with all my free time. (laughs) Okay. My after-church time on Sundays was spent watching the D.C. Defenders. Mm-hmm. 
or watching wrestling you from know, like four to eight. And it's all gone. You're going to have to learn to do what most introverts do. Subscribe to Netflix and binge watch your favorite TV shows. My favorite TV show was wrestling. Take a hot Rex. bath and read a book. Okay, I can read books. There you go. I love books. Yeah. Problem solved. Pick up a new hobby. Learn guitar. I could try to learn guitar. There is or a the guitar cajon. In my house. Build your cajon. I could build my cajon. You have a cajon waiting. I could build my cajon. For your creative, loving, tender. <laughs> the question becomes what in the world is a cajon? For those of us who don't it's a know. box and you sit on it and you hit it and it has a snare, like a little metal snare part on the inside yeah. at the top. So depending on where you hit this box, it makes a different sound. So technically it's a musical instrument. So it's, it's like a, a percussion drum instrument. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That you sit on. Yeah. You play while sitting on it. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. It's literally like a square box. You How sit do you on it. Spell it. C How do you th- hang on, hang on. How do you <laughs> think it's spelled? C-A-H-O-N-E. Oh, dude, you're so close. Cajone. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's C-A-J-O-N. It's Spanish. Spelling. Oh, it's a Spanish. In- okay, I yeah, could have said Spanish. that. Yeah. Right. Which, doesn't that literally mean box in Spanish? Pretty sure. Well, wouldn't that mean that cajones are boxes? Sure. Oh, but the maybe word's, it's, but the word's not maybe cajones, it's, it's gajones. Sure. Is it? Isn't it? No. No, I think you were right the first time. All right, you but know maybe what? Maybe it's not box. Maybe it's. I'm going to ask Jordan about this. Container. Yeah, we're butchering Spanish right now. Yeah. Maybe that's it's more along those lines. It's not like a literal translation. I'm going to ask Could Georgina be. about Georgina this. Georgina would know. Yeah. yeah. We'll have her email us. Email right. in, Georgina. There you go. Tell us the truth. Yeah. In any case, um, what you've just seen is a demonstration of why it's important at times like these to have a tight knit community of friends and family and loved ones because you see. At the beginning of this podcast, I was in the throes of depression, mourning the loss of so many of my favorite things. Yeah. And now I'm filled with joy and opportunity. I'm yeah. so filled with joy. And I got you there. Exactly. And what would you have done without me? I don't you, know. You would have just wallowed in your bed, under the sheets, crying, weeping, sweating. Yeah. It would sweating. have been a mess. Yeah. You, you would have been inconsolable. But for the power of friendship. Exactly. Which is why it's important as we all go under quarantine, sort of, for the next like 15 days, uh, that you have some friends you can rely on. Yeah. Get to know your neighbors. If You know, in the world of social media and smartphones and stuff, a lot of people probably haven't truly engaged with like <laughs> their spouses and children yeah, in years. Sure. This is an opportunity. Now's an opportunity to reconnect. There you go. And rebuild those bridges. Go find out what TikTok is yeah. and report back to us because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. In all seriousness, folks, um, the first 10 minutes of this or however long we've been recording, it is kind of a joke. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit sad that the XFL is gone um, and that, you know, and WrestleMania really is canceled. Like, it's going to be done in their performance center, which is a small venue where they do their trainee shows. Um, and I don't think there's going to be an audience. So, like, these things that we love really are going away for the season a lot of them are going to come back um and some of the things that we love like the mlb are just going to start a little bit late right and and yeah that kind of sucks like for the diehard fans like for instance our senior pastor probably loves baseball more than any other like form of entertainment you know uh and the season's just going to start a couple months late not even a couple months i don't think 
and yeah, we can feel a little like miffed about this stuff, a little frustrated. You know, we might mourn the loss for a minute of these things we enjoy, but let's not forget the things that are really important. It really is important to have some friends you can rely on. It really is important to love your family and connect with them. You guys are stuck together <laughs> for yeah. a little bit. Like, I mean, I've, you know, I hope that all the moms and dads and brothers and sisters listening to this do have active, ongoing relationships with their family. But man, if you don't, like, then get into it now, you know, and be close in times like this. Make yourself dependable and reliable in times like this. You know, express love and patience in times like this, even when you'd rather feel frustrated. These are all, I think, the best ways that we as neighbors, citizens, co-workers, uh, students, anything else can respond to sort of hectic times. I mean, I'm 31. This is the only time I can remember going through something that was like this Yeah, public. this drastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where there really were shortages of things all of a sudden. Yeah. So most of our listeners are or even viewers are going to see this much after the fact of what we're going through right now. So where are we at this point, at this stage? Okay, well, today's, what, March 16th? Yes. Right. Basically where things stand right now, there was a press conference this morning with the president's, uh, what they call the Coronavirus Task Force, um, which includes a lot of high-level, like, health and human services workers, doctors who you know don't really have a government position but they're serving as advisors just leaders from different government agencies coming together to coordinate resources to best figure out action plans to not combat coronavirus right because they're not these aren't the folks working on the cure right those are doctors that work in the pharmaceutical industry but they are coming together to say how do we slow the spread of coronavirus because mm-hmm. that's that's the main concern right now is what, what they're calling flatten the curve, right? Because if you had a line chart of the infection rate, it would be a very sharp upward curve. So when they say flatten the curve, that's what they're talking about. They're trying to get new infections, uh, new cases. Zero is probably an impossible standard, but that's really what we're trying to shoot for is like we need to get to a point where we're not having large groups of new infections, Yeah, right. which is why they're saying things like self-quarantine. Now, what does that term mean? Does it mean you can't leave your house? No. It means do your best to, you know, hang out at home where you can. But if you need to run to Wendy's, like, you can run to Wendy's. It does mean, though, don't eat at the the dining room of Wendy's. Grab it to go and go back home. It does mean if you were really looking forward to Coachella or Stagecoach or whatever this year, mm-hmm. um, maybe don't go. <laughs> I don't think you, you can know. go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has, that's another thing that got postponed. I don't think that's happening now until like October. Yeah. You know, it does mean that if you were going to any other big social gathering, like you belong to, for instance, like I belong to the Republican Party of Riverside County, and we were supposed to have a big monthly meeting coming up soon. Not going to happen. And even if it was still scheduled to happen, I wouldn't go. Right. The current guidance for the next 15 days, they're calling 15 days to stop the spread. That's what they announced at the press conference this morning is gatherings over 10 people. Try to avoid. Yeah. Um, You know, and there's a lot of resources here in 2020 that we can tap into. Like if you lead a small team, like let's say you wanted to get the worship team together. Now, our worship team is small enough that we'd be fine. 
you know? Like, yeah. I mean, if it was like just you and the rhythm section and a couple of the backup singers, like we'd be fine. Right. But let's say, you know, we had even multiple worship teams and you were the leader and, and you know, you need to call a meeting to, to talk about plans for Sunday. Like, use a webcam call-in service like right. zoom mm-hmm. or go to meeting or something. Uh, in fact, tomorrow I'm supposed to have the monthly meeting for the SoCal chapter of the North American Baptist, you know, and, and both pastor Mike and I are on the board and we're doing it by zoom. Cause mm-hmm. we usually go up to Anaheim. There's a lot of active cases in orange County right now. Yeah. And they're trying to save us on the travel a little bit. And it's a gathering of, well, actually we're not more than 10 people anymore, but, but, but you still. know, so, so we're going to do it via Zoom, right? And sure. that's that's kind of the the best strategy right now is instead of meeting in person, do whatever you can through teleconferencing or telework. A lot of businesses are setting up their employees to work from home, even though they normally have to be in a dedicated office space. Yeah, so that was the guidance that came down this morning. For the next 15 days, try to keep it to 10 people or less. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now, that's not, let's make it clear, that's not a law. All right. So that's a suggestion. That's like a request. Um, I think we have a civic duty and a moral duty to try to adhere to that because, yeah, we are trying to keep new active infections down and we are trying to flatten the curve. And we all have a role to play in that as, as citizens, as neighbors, so on and so forth. But if you if you go out with 11 friends to get coffee, the local PD is not going to come and arrest you. <laughs> you know, you're not yeah. going to get cited for it. But just understand, this is this is now, I think, kind of like a moral ethical decision, you know, to follow the guidance or at least do your best to be in environments where, you know, you're not at risk of spreading this virus. So I could go to the gym tonight because my gym's not closed, but I'm probably not going to go for the next couple of weeks. And uh, to be honest, that (laughs) sucks a little bit uh, because that's like. It, it sounds silly, but that's kind of like my Zen thing. Like that's my unwinding thing, you know, pastoring and leading teams is often a very mental game, emotional thing. And, and that's my, like, just throw some earbuds in and zone out and just lift the weight time, you know, yeah. to sort of decompress from that. And, uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to give that up. Well, let me, let me ask you, how is this going to affect Rockridge? Well, So last week we sent out uh, some guidance to our congregation, to our family that said, hey, if you feel anxious or uncomfortable about coming to church, all right, don't feel pressured to come. Stay home. If you feel ill at all, obviously stay home, even if the symptoms don't match what they're saying COVID-19 gives you, which, by the way, are things like dry cough, sweating, you do run a fever, congestion, shortness of breath. It's kind of like flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so we said, hey, if you feel it all, stay home. We directed people to watch the message. The messages usually get posted the same day, like in the evening, to watch the service on our YouTube channel. And still about two-thirds of our church showed up. So a lot of people... Now, you know, the guidance actually last Sunday was not as tight as it is right now. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about just came out this morning. So as of last Sunday, the guidance was 200 people, right? Yeah. Now we're talking about 10. So yeah. it <laughs> it's pretty dropped. tight. But it is going to change the way that we do Sundays a little bit. The the staff, you know, we're all talking about, we're still playing with ideas about what we should do this Sunday in terms of maybe taping 
the sermon and just putting it out on YouTube and telling people, Hey, like get together with your life group, you know, cause that's probably less than 10 people yeah. and just watch, uh-huh. watch the tape. You know, sure. um, we might try to put something together because we do have so much space out there on the property where we could still maybe meet, but we're going to let the overseers think about it. We on staff are going to think about it. Probably the best thing is just to tape it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So maybe we try one thing this week and move on to the taping next week. Yeah. This could go on for a little while. Yeah. And that's probably, probably one of the most important things to realize about this is that like, if we make it through this week, that doesn't mean it's over. Right. Okay. This is not, this is not flu season where, when spring rolls into summer, the flu season goes away. This is going to be with us for a little bit. We're, I mean, what was I reading today? That some, some agencies are saying like, we probably won't see things go totally back to normal until like July or August. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, bans on public gatherings and stuff are going to be around till July or August, but it does mean that we're not going to see a hundred percent of people back to work. We're not going to see, you know, all the grocery store shortages and stuff end until maybe around that time. So like we're in this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're, and we're going to be in this for a minute. So let's, man, let's just be good to each other. Yes. And let's be good to ourselves and yeah. let's be good to our families. You know, I was hanging out with my brother the other night and, uh, he, he was the one who opened my eyes to how hectic it is at the grocery store. Right. Cause you know, it's one thing to hear about it on the news. But I kept thinking, like, well, yeah, but that's like L.A. Uh-huh. I live in Menifee, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, my state of brothers will probably be at least halfway stocked, you know? Like, I'll still probably be able to show up and grab a pack of Hebrew National hot dogs or whatever if I want to. Unofficial sponsor of the show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> we have so many of those. Yeah, the list grows every time we yes. get together. You know, but I thought for sure, like, some of the essential things will still be there. And then I, I just was there last night, and it's like, I did not know. I did not realize that so many people are interested in onions because every single onion in the place is gone <laughs> when there's nothing else, <laughs> you know, and I don't know onion. who's eating all these friggin' onions because yeah. you don't pick up an onion and eat it straight up. You I, don't make yeah. sandwiches out of them. I'm not sh- Well, yes, you do. <laughs> Who? Who's out there eating onion sandwiches? Rex? You put onions in sandwiches. You put a red onion. Yeah, no, I understand that, okay. but. I mean, okay. Quit being so harsh on red onions. No, I'm all right. I'm not trying to harsh red onions. All right. I'm just saying the level of onions that have been purchased, which is all of them, (laughs) tells me that people are just planning to eat these things like apples. Yeah. (laughs) Because if it was just a bunch of people saying, oh, well, I might make hamburgers or sandwiches or hot dogs and I, I need a red onion to cut up like. But there is would that still a be a few left. Is that a, a snapshot of the mental state of the general populace right now that they're legitimately worried that it's going to come to the point where they have to eat a red onion as if it was an apple? You know, like do they really think that? Some people I do. Don't, I don't know. I don't. You know either. what was crazy? Know. So all the onions are gone, but there's still a ton of Lunchables. Really? And I would have thought, like, Lunchables would be totally gone. I'm going to have to go get some Lunchables. You should. I'm going to text Amanda. Yeah. Buy Lunchables. So there were still Lunchables there. And, like, and not just that brand. Like, there were other little similar products. Yeah. Um, And I was just so surprised to see that because that's 
that's not an MRE, but it's basically an MRE. Yeah. Like you open it and you eat it. It's got some protein. It's got some whatever else. <laughs> Carbs. You know? So all the onions are gone, but they're still Lunchables. <laughs> all the hot dogs are gone, but they're still Lunchables. That's very know? strange. Yeah. Man, I was checking out last night and there was a lady in front of me and they weren't just like, it wasn't just like six regular size bottles of wine. Were they boxes of wine? No, they were bottles, but they were like big bottles. Ah. Like each one had to be, <laughs> I, and I don't know what size bottles of wine come in, but Look. whatever like the the jumbo size is, yeah. six of those. Wine is important. Thinking, Dude, like this lady <laughs> is digging if, in. If wine is part of your day and you're worried about not being able to access it. Yeah. It's one of those things that there's some people that's like, I need my daily wine, you know? Her quarantine is rocking. <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> she's, she's ready and she's not going to care. Yeah. She's going to be happy. She's going to be set. But I, so I started by talking about my brother um, because my brother was the first one to tell me this is what it's really like at the store right now. And uh, he told me like, yeah, you know, we... We were going to grab this this box of frozen corn dogs. We were going to get two, like, the 30-whatever corn dog boxes because, you know, it's them. It's him and his wife and, and my nephew. And those are nice frozen to throw them in the oven or microwave. Sure. Eat them. Makes sense. So they grab one box, and they reach for the second one, and they both decided to put it back because oh, there might be somebody else who needs 32 frozen corn that dogs. That was a mistake. For their son. <laughs> and, mistake. And when my brother told me that, I just thought, wow, like – that's a good neighbor. Yeah. Like, that was charitable. Yeah. He left those 32 frozen corn dogs for somebody else. He did. For some bachelor who doesn't know how to cook for himself. For somebody who has a teenage son and they still have to go to work. For some guy who's spending $70,000 to stock up on a whole bunch of stuff and resell it on Amazon. For that. Well. Do you, does that guy exist? Yeah. He's a real guy. Oh. oh my God. But you didn't Amazon, hear about this? Amazon no. shut him down. Tell me. Okay. So this dude, he went out spent somewhere in the vicinity of $70,000. Not on food, but on like hand sanitizer and wipes, like cleaning supplies, with the intention to mark it up and resell it on Amazon to people who are going to want it in the current chaos. Not too long after that, he Amazon shut him down for reasons that I think they're just like, hey, this is messed up. Yeah, because you can. And then the state, whatever state he's in, actually went in and took his supply and they're going to be redistributing it. So he uh, he even ended up going on whatever their local news station was and basically trying to explain himself as like, a am just a, an at-home businessman and I'm not really doing anything wrong. Like I'm he's in his words, he was like providing a service for people who couldn't get a hold of those things. Right. Which is like this really skewed way of. Missing the fact that you are the reason these people don't have it to begin yeah. with. And then and then thinking it's totally fine by upcharging it, I think, more than 10 times the cost. Yeah, a lot. Like, it was ridiculously more. And then he tried to he tried to say, well, I got to cover my shipping costs and yada, yada, and Okay, maybe shipping costs was a percentage of that, but not enough to make 10 times yeah. more of the price to make sense. You so know? he's hoarding and gouging. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's doing and both. you know he's doing it with products that probably are not for resale. Probably, I, I don't know That's how that would work with like hand sanitizer and wipes. But well, well, okay. You, and then you buy a thing like that, yeah. and it's it's not for resale. Well, yeah, like, that's not the intention. Yeah, it's, right. 
Especially the smaller bottles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it would them... be like if you bought a carton of cigarettes and you went and tried to sell each pack individually. Okay. Like, you can't do that. Have you seen these people who have bought up all this toilet paper and then they pull up in their SUV to the grocery stores, open up their back trunk and sell the sell the toilet paper by the roll for $5 a roll? That's See, just that, as much of a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Like, and I'm pretty sure it's that's insane. illegal. Like, Maybe it, it is, be. but... I guarantee you that it worked in some fashion because sure people are like, I need toilet paper. I'm sure it did work. If it's I didn't have any, worked. I would probably spend $5 on a roll. Yeah. Well, before <laughs> you do that, just do your business at the church. We have toilet paper there. Sure. We have <laughs> well, four I, bathrooms. You can pick one. Yeah. Well, I we're stocked enough here. We actually went shopping the day before that this kind of all broke out. Oh, yeah, that's good. that was the last time I was in the store. Yeah, it was and Monday. Which is why I was very like, mm, this isn't really happening yeah. in our area. Because when I walked through Staters on Monday, I was yeah. like, oh, this is this looks normal. Well, yeah, we went to Winco. I was able to pick out all the meat I wanted, you know, that buy whatever been, dumb stuff I wanted. That would have been March 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And now it's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things know? have just gone. So the apocalypse happened while I wasn't paying attention. Well, I was paying attention, but I don't know. Just, like, no, it still it didn't happen. It happened while I was at home yeah. working on my sermon. Sure. So. <laughs> and then, you know, I blinked and all the toilet paper was gone and yeah. all the bread was gone. And yeah. All the onions were gone. All the onions. <laughs> the, uh, the brothers who did the hand sanitizer reselling scheme, it's Matt and Noah Calvin in Tennessee. And yes, they ended up probably being forced to donate them they it says they donated them but they probably didn't want to but they did so. i think they were forced to i'm probably. pretty sure they were you don't go 70 grand into no yeah a business plan just to turn around and donate Correct. it now i'll also say this they should be able to go to the state and say okay well then pay us for the stuff reimburse us yeah unless they did break a law I don't know. I guess that's true. <laughs> there could yeah. be a line there. <laughs> well, I don't okay, know. but they it would have to be a crime for the state to actually seize the stuff. Because like as wrong yeah. as this is, if it's not a crime, the state has no right to take it. Well the, the state property. didn't take it. I see what you're saying. Amazon oh, I thought they did. No, no. Okay. They were just they donated it, but they donated it why can't I say the word? Donated it under probably mm-hmm. some kind of pressure. Under yeah. duress. R- well, yeah, maybe that's the word. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, then, Matt and Noah, you got what you deserve. Oh, right. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that was there's my opinion no all along. compassion for price gougers. No. No. In fact, you know there's a law against it in California? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe there, um, maybe there is one in Tennessee. That after a state emergency is declared, like, you can't increase prices on goods by more than, like, a few percentage points. That's nice. That um, makes sense. And there's a whole, like, state agency that looks out for it and all that stuff. Yeah, in fact, wow, it came wow, up. that makes sense to me. I like that. Yeah, there you yeah, go. it's very rare that you run into one, but uh, that's one. And that reminds me, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but there has been a lot of legislation being passed, or at least considered, and a lot of private companies stepping forward because of the economic impact of COVID nineteen. So, for the foreseeable future, I think just until this is over, student loans are no longer accruing interest. That's great. Um, yeah. There was a senator who's proposing pushing the tax filing deadline, because normally it's like April 15th, pushing it back to July so that those who have a tax debt don't need to pay it like right now in the midst of this so that they have access to their cash to spend it on other things that they might need. I think unemployment insurance. Oh, well, if you're out of work because of COVID-19, like if, if you 
cannot go to the office because your company is telling you not to come. Uh, you can apply for like temporary disability or unemployment insurance. I know that. So interesting. Um, so if you're affected by any of this in terms of your work, you know, feel free to call. I think it's the employment development department of whatever state you're in and at least ask. The EDD. Um, yeah. All right. So do you have any final thoughts on this? Yeah, I do. And this is stuff that we talked about in church on Sunday, but this podcast hopefully reaches a lot of people who don't come to our church. But, sure. uh, One day, maybe. We've talked about being a good neighbor. And mm-hmm. we've talked about being a good citizen and all that stuff, and that's great, right? Those are part of a good Christian response to times like this. And it's not even necessarily specific to COVID-19. Right. But if we're ever in a situation where we know that there are shortages, where we know that there's just a lot of extra stress on systems, it is a good Christian response for us to come together as the church, as the supposedly ethically shaped people of God, to come forward, go to our neighbors, go to our friends, even go to our enemies if we can find a way, and offer to help. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know where to start, just start with the question of, are you okay? Do you have what you need? This, I don't want to use the word opportunity because it's such a messed up way of looking at it, but we are called on right now. I mean, we're called to this every day, but we are called on right now in these unique circumstances to find the way to be salt and light in our neighborhoods, in our workspaces, in our schools, which probably also aren't meeting, in our homes, in our apartment complexes, whatever else, like whatever your little communities are, you are called to be salt and light in this time. And I can't tell you all the different ways that there might be to do that. But it can always start with that question. Are you okay? And do you have what you need? There's a lot of people who were not expecting their kids to be at home right now, and they are. There's a lot of people. um, I mean, my gosh, man, if you have an elderly neighbor, if you have a neighbor who you know has a handful of kids who are relying on them and and that they're stretched thin right now with their attention and their financial resources, if you have a neighbor who lives paycheck to paycheck, which supposedly most Americans do, how many opportunities do you think there are to be salt and light? Now, you might not be able to find toilet paper any easier than they can, but you might be able to provide some other essential service for them, mm-hmm. and you can do it in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't mean to present this as like an opportunity for us to, to market ourselves to our neighbors, because it's not that. Every day is this kind of opportunity. Every day we're called to be salt and light, and that's no different right now. Our Christian ethic is one that rejects self-satisfaction and self-centeredness and focuses on the needs of the other and the neighbor and the disadvantaged and the poor. And we can live that out now in a unique way. So do that. Thank you, Chuck. And thank you for listening and joining us on the YouTube channel. This has been Run Amok with Rex and Chuck, Season 2, Episode hey, 2. Here's to the XFL, huh? Here's to the Fallen DC Brethren Defenders at the... next yeah. year. Yes. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at contact at rarcpodcast.com. You can look us up on any of the social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever sites that you are on. Please find us, like us, subscribe us. Um, we really are thankful for all the listeners that we have. Feel free to also tell your friends because right now there's a lot of people sitting at home needing something to listen to. There you go. 
That's right. This is our time. And this is the time. <laughs> we need to get thing. on TikTok. No. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> we do not need to get on we TikTok. We need to find out what TikTok is. <laughs> right. Somebody Research. get Dutch. Uh, all right. We're good. We're out.